Is there sugar in here? Yeah. Thank you. Why have I not put sugar in your tea? I don't know when you put the borax in poison. Oh, go start. And speaking of starting. You can't start with me threatening to poison you. Moon Prism Podcast Makeup. <laughs> Listening to In the Name of the Moon, I'll podcast you. This is a monthly podcast within a podcast on the Comrade B feed where uh, me, Kip, uh, your regular host, the old chestnut himself, is here with uh, my partner, Allie, and we talk about the anime Sailor Moon and the live action Tokusatsu Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Hey, Allie. Hi. How are you this month, Allie? We're a little behind, but that's okay. Yeah, I just. Full Moon was like the 17th. That was a bad time. Then there was holidays and there was stuff. Um, so we bring you our special New Year's Eve podcast. That means you get to hear from us again in like two weeks. Because we will be right back on track. And a quick programming note. Um, holidays are weird times. and But next week we are getting back on track. In fact, maybe a little more on track. I think we're going to end up doing um, an extra episode of kiva in the next couple weeks to like be on track here too so that's a uh, very exciting uh we are coming to the end of kiva pretty soon i think in the next month and then uh, um we're reaching like uh, the end of the first arc of a uh, camarader build soon i presume i guess uh not having seen that show in the next couple episodes of our um build and jetman uh temple feature podcast so next week, uh, there's episodes 11 through 12 of Children's Sentai Jetman and Comrade Built. And then a- after that, uh, we will have uh, Comrade Kiva episodes 25 through, th- through 32 uh, with me and Steph. So yeah, thank you to everybody in 2021 for supporting the show. All of the hosts, I've had a ton of great guests on the show, like a ton of great listeners. Month after month, we're growing. Year to year, we're like, double triple it's wild um it's great i feel like we've had like some more interesting conversations on some more material like our like deep dives into series are looking at stuff that we want to look at with like me and james baker after getting through comrade saber which was a bit of a slog i've had like a lot of fun like starting like sailor moon like it's uh been just over like half a year now for this one and uh yeah, just I really, really, really uh, am grateful for like all the uh, support. And like we um, very recently had like our like one of, if not our best week ever. And we're like pretty high in some charts, too. So thank you all for the help there. But right now, it's been like a month and a half, huh, babe? Yeah, it's been a minute. A lot's happened, I feel like. Uh, in real life or in Sailor Moon? In real life first. But yeah, both. You um got in to video games we got an xbox you like to play some dicey dungeons now i'm completely addicted to the xbox and you need to put child locks on it i'm, I'm considering that that might help all of us uh and yeah uh that's been fun to see you be a gamer and be like ah i mean i've always been a gamer i've just never had an xbox before 
and now I like roguelike deck builders, unfortunately. And I kind of thought that bug was going to come for you, yeah. It was supposed to be a joke. Well, it, most jokes are based in reality, I guess. But no, um, so I got like a Xbox Series S because I wanted to play Halo and it was just like so much more affordable than like the like series like X. And I was like, I've got a PS5. I don't need the big 4K box. It's going to play everything. And man, the Series S is a, a real bargain. Um, It's very small, too. and very like cute, you know? It doesn't take up a whole bunch of space in the entertainment center. I love it. Yeah, you don't like how much space is taken up on the entertainment center by like speakers and like you have the lots PS5, of speakers. The, and receiver. the PlayStation is weird shaped, and, and the receiver you don't like. I know the receiver is huge. Well, it has to do the stuff it has to receive. I don't know that it needs to be that big to receive, unless it's like receiving from the Moon Kingdom. Okay, well, it's a receiver, and we did Christmas. Um. I thought that we had a fun Christmas. I'm not sure if we were talking about any like um watching Yu-Gi-Oh last time we were like um podcasting, but we um got into Yu-Gi-Oh GX and one of your um smaller presents was a bunch of like cards to try playing Yu-Gi-Oh together, like one I can be blue eyes, afternoon. white dragon. I'm just gonna have a blue eyes white dragon and wing Kariba duck. That works probably, I think. There and then I will win. Yeah. I think that's how that works, at least. You just gotta believe in the heart of the cards, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know how to play card games. That's okay. We'll teach you. Um, You learned how to play that My Little Pony Park game, right? For, like, two seconds. We played Magic that one time. For, like, one second. You had dragons. Did I have dragons? Yeah, you had, like, a red and blue dragon deck, I thought. I don't... I don't remember... This is the kind of weird stuff that I remember, but like it's been like six years or whatever while like that. But no, as you could tell, we are living La Vida Loca over here uh, with our cards and dice and everything nice. But yeah, um, I am very excited for uh, what's to come, though, because we are getting in in the goods zone. In the cool zone with the in the cry the every episode zone, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just ha- have a count actually for when you cry this episode. But um, let's start with them though, because we looked at four episodes of the Sailor Moon anime, episodes thirty five through thirty eight, and two episodes of the live action episodes fourteen and fifteen. So, uh, want to start with that first episode, honey? Okay, so it's been a minute since our last episode, but this one picks up where we left off, episode Uh, 35. I was getting there. I know how podcast. Episode 35, Returning Memories, Usagi and Mamoru's Past. So it picks up right where we left off with Mamoru. Everybody knows who everybody is now. And including themselves. (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) Not great. Um. So, Mamoru is unconscious, and Usagi is the moon princess. I hate that when that happens. <laughs> and they're slowly starting to remember their history and their great love 
on in the Moon Kingdom as Serenity and Endymion, which is basically just Mamru with larger hands and a large sword. <laughs> it is. You know what? This is basically like if two people that were like in a long term like RP found the found each other in real life except the rp was real <laughs> but yes larger hands of the sword larger hands of the sword is a great like that's my new like company for like making like custom dice for dnd or something i, don't I know. i'm pretty sure empirically that endymion's hand took up more of serenity's face than mamaru's hand takes up of usagi's face what if her face got smaller as she got older no, I'm pretty sure it's his hands. So, I didn't notice that, but I don't have those keen, like, senses. Like, I just, like, don't have that very reference of being you. Um, <laughs> you, sh- you should. I should, actually, but no, that's definitely something for the A's in the chat, the, um, like, girls like you and the people like you. Um, are they full on, are they full on, like, yaoi hands? I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> so Yaoi has like a bunch of like fun archetypes of like there's the boy who's like very innocent and feminine and there's the boy who's like more in charge or whatever Um, and like a trope of Yaoi hands is that like uh, the top boy <laughs> will have like gigantic hands like, search on Google Yowie hands. I, you... I don't think I want to. And I'm not saying they were gigantic. They were the appropriate size for my feelings. Okay. That's that's true, I guess. Look at that picture. No, those are... That is disproportionate. This was proportionate to my emotions. Okay. We're about anyway. two seconds into this podcast. <laughs> we are the first... Like minute of this episode. Anyway, First questions matter. So Usagi gets overwhelmed by the emotions and passes out. So she's unconscious. Mamaru's unconscious. Zoisite's in bad shape. Ray is much more concerned about Mamaru than Usagi. Um. So Kunzite shows up and Kunzite shows up as my like new shirt. I think. <laughs> um. He. Grabs Loisite and grabs Mamaru and takes them back to the Dark Kingdom. And Queen Beryl yells at them and executes Loisite. So this is probably yeah. crying number three so far. Okay. <laughs> this is sidebar number one for me. Yes, please, please explain our research. So. Or would you like me, let me describe, let me describe the, the death scene first. Yes. And then you can describe our research. So Queen Beryl scolds them for failing. She kills Zoysite. Kunzite tries to defend him and plead with her, and she is not about that. She goes to go wake up their leader to tell her Endymion is back. And Kunzite and Zoysite get a moment, and he says that he's just happy to die in Kunzite's arms and says he wants to die in a beautiful place. So Kunzite magics them up some flowers. And it's pretty, and he holds him, and they very clearly and explicitly profess their love to each other as Zoysite dies. Now, you might be wondering, wow, what's the stitch? We should have known about this. 
how did our history of anime literacy and knowledge of the queer history of anime fail us and not knowing about this fucking incredible couple from this 90s show this super like important foundational 90s show we've been asking that this whole time we're like hey these guys are explicitly gay uh it's a whole thing the best ship of all time and no offense like the i know that there's like another important oh they're cousins but they're actually like lesbians like ship that like got lost to translation this just like happened very soon this is the first anime series this is like 15 episodes in you know so like we were like why is this ha- why did we not hear about this um we have our answer i spoke to um a friend of the pod sid and they were in the right communities to know this relationship proper but most people aren't um a vast majority of people aren't because this is a 2014 redubbing of the show by viz which kept things kept the names but back in the 90s you had stuff like rick and kaylee or or like katie serena and molly so melvin serena molly melvin for like usagi naru and like umino like they changed all the names they had different weird voices, which we'll get to in a second. But oh, no. Basically, they were like, oh, man, this real fucking bratty twink Zoysite that dresses up like Sailor Moon at some point and is super, like, getting it in the sheets. How do we, like, square this circle? And you know what? Zoysite is a woman in the original American dub that most people saw in like 1990 something. He has pretty hair and a ponytail, so why not? <laughs> and fuck, of course people don't care about this like ship. It's so stupid if Zoysite's a woman. The whole point of Zoysite is like he's a bratty dude, like hairless like hairless bare butt back and balls like twig. And like he has this like man <laughs> named they have Kunzite. No chemistry. <laughs> No, because, like, that's, like, if you have, like, a reluctant, bratty, like, not even, like, girl, that could be a thing. That's the different vibe than if it's, like, dudes, you know? Like, if they're, like, the four kings of heaven, like, oh, we're two of the kings, and I'm this and that. Like, that's, like, a fun relationship, you know? If it's, like, oh, and I'm just, like. We're the three kings of heaven and a girl. Yeah. And she was way more, I mean, we only, we watched a couple of brief clips. Like, this is not. It's not like we saw all of it, but the vibes I was getting was she was much more subordinate than submissive. Yes. Now, let's take a quick 45-minute sidebar and explain that. No. No, okay. thank you. Okay. That's, I said what I said. <laughs> okay. I'm right and accurate and needs no further explanation. Yes, you're right. Like, Zoysite is playing with Kudzite and it's part of their game. Um, Zaysite and like Malachite, whatever his name is, is that his name? In I, I think so. It's much more of like a, oh, you're my boss, but you're flirting with me, like in like a T Rocket kind of way. Yeah. Which like isn't, that's not fun. Like I like that they're equals, but they're not because they choose to be like, they're a fun gay couple. <laughs> they're very good. Immaculate vibes. Yeah. Um, they look at a fucking frame gemstone picture of each other. Uh, we had a picture of fucking like Wolverine looking at it. Uh, but, Can you post that again? I love that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and yeah, and there's also like other major changes, like fucking like 
Naru's name is Molly, and she sounds like fucking Toad. Like, Naru's oh name boy. is Molly. She sounds like Toad. And an and, and 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 Nephrite's voice is awful. Okay. Speaking of the vibes, you be being Netflix destroyed. You be Netflix, and I'll be like Molly. Okay. Like say like, oh, it's okay. No, it just it was bad. Don't do it to yourself. Molly, it's okay. I'm glad that we could be together. Oh boy, Netflix. Really glad we could talk. <laughs> she's not quite snarf like I made it to be, but she's kind of snarfesque. Oh boy, Serena, I really want to go shopping at the mall. <laughs> oh no, Lionel. Is it gonna work out? Melvin. Melvin. <laughs> Melvin tuxedo mask. Oh boy. He's a real hottie when he fought that fucking like red man that had those like donuts or whatever you have for Hokkaido. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, moving on. You are supposed to be hosting and not letting me get off track. Okay. Mako carries Usagi off. Ami tries to get them out. When Usagi wakes up, she immediately asks for Mamoru, which totally pisses Ray off. Artemis and Luna are like, oh, we should probably tell you guys this whole story now. Now that yeah. like we're stuck in this place and don't know how to get out, we should probably pause and just tell you the whole story. Um, basically, they were the resurrected guardians of the Moon Kingdom after the Dark Kingdom attacked Earth and needed to get the Silver Crystal from the Moon Kingdom in order to maintain control of Earth or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the resurrected guardians who fought in the battle. Usagi is the resurrected princess. The Moon Queen wanted them to be resurrected as normal teenage girls in a peaceful time to let them live out a nice normal life. They all recommit to the cause except for Usagi, who doesn't want to fight anymore. She wants to be Usagi, not Serenity. She just wants to be a normal girl. She doesn't want people to keep dying on her. She's tired of fighting. She says, so what if I had a previous life that has nothing to do with me right now? And Ray bitch slaps her and calls her a coward. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that they weren't reincarnated to like fix this shit. They were reincarnated to like have a good time, like live normal lives, and then the shit kind of just happened to pop off, right? It's yeah. like that was supposed to like no, okay. That's interesting. Cause like the like Dark Kingdom was sealed away, not destroyed. It's like, okay, now we can live lives. So that's good. But um you have this note of who has a stronger claim to Mamaru. I mean, it gets more complicated as we watch the rest of the episodes in this group, but it's hard because part of me was like really upset about Ray slapping her. Part of me is also like, okay, you know what? Fair. Because yes, Usagi. Okay. We're not getting into the fact that everything would be solved if they just had a threesome right now. That's for later episodes. Okay. But. Like, Usagi has had this thing with Tuxedo Mask the whole time. But she has never liked Mamoru. Ray and Mamoru are actually dating-ish. And Ray has been saying from day one, oh, you know what? I bet Tuxedo Mask is Mamoru. Mm -hmm. Like, it hasn't been taken seriously, but she has been saying this since day one. So in some sense, not only is she actually dating him, she had a better understanding of the situation. But then also, you have the whole faded, reincarnated soulmates shit to deal with. 
So really, just Polly would fix everything. Not even that. Like, there's also like sharing. There's like, oh, hey, we both have the same like boyfriend, but like maybe we don't make out. Like, except for they do. Yes, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, there are versions of this that are all also like, oh, we share this joint, but we never touch like a we make an L versus a triangle, you know, which like, is not your ideal. I know, but like, no, like I'm Soggy is in love with Ray. <gasps> well, yes, but that's a bigger conversation they're not ready for. They that's, get closer to it. That's a conversation that's had in a lot of like 2004, like song fic, I'm sure. Um, so Ami tells everybody to give Usagi time and they just have to keep her safe in the meantime and leads them to the exit. But Kunzite's there. Um, Sailor Venus tells the cats to take cover and her and Mako team up to fight Kunzite while Amy, well, Ami and Ray are supposed to protect Usagi, but Kunzite can absorb their attacks. They ask, what are we supposed to do? And he says, die, because he's grieving his boyfriend and he's sad and hopey. Um, so they get defeated. Ray says, look after our Princess Mercury and gives Usagi a pep talk, but she gets defeated. Ami tries her best and gets defeated, tells Usagi to be brave. The girls all psychically tell her that they believe in her, and she asks Tuxedo Mask for his strength and has a vision of her and telling her to use the silver crystal. When she stands up to fight, Kunzit says, so you've chosen to plunge into hell on your own. Is that right, princess? Um, Usagi wins. Kunzite retreats to the Dark Kingdom. Queen Beryl is using her dark energy to heal Endymion, who calls out for serenity, even though Queen Beryl tells him that's the love that can never be. Usagi thanks Tuxedo's mask memories and tells the girls she'll fight with them. So, I checked. This first season premiered in 95, and I was trying to think, what song fic, what song would be used? Oh, no. So, in 1995, you have Time After Time by Sidney Lauper. And kiss from a rose. Yes, yes. Holy fuck, yes. No, I'm gonna cry again. Right now on air. Can you imagine like tuxedo masks is like rose turning from red to black? A kiss from a rose. We're not there yet. Okay. I'm looking for this now. (laughs) It has to be real. Somebody has to have done this for me already. Otherwise, you're gonna be busy this weekend. Oh no, I'm (laughs) make a kiss from the rose MV. Yes. Da, 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 Do you da, know? Da. Okay, sidebar. Yes. <laughs> but you brought it up. So, well, you know this about me, but as a child and also as an adult, I am very anxious. Yes. <laughs> I get scared very easily about very stupid things and obsess over them. I was probably like six or seven, and I saw the episode of The Simpsons. Where they discover the giant skeleton angel that says like the like it's coming or something and it's supposed to be like the sign of apocalypse or something, but really it's just like deals at the new shopping mall or something. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of the skeleton angel. Mm-hmm. I also could not sleep without noise. So I would listen to the radio all night. I would listen to Warm 101.3. And for some reason I associated kissed on the ro- kiss by a rose on the grave with the skeleton from the Simpsons. And every time that song came up, I would wake up and I would have to like curl up in a ball and keep my eyes open and like pray that nothing came to get me, that the skeleton angel didn't come to get me during that song. And then once the song was over, I could go back to sleep. 
because I was safe again. Did you know that Kiss from a Rose was from the Batman Forever soundtrack? No. Yeah. Why? So the one with like the Jim Carrey, like Riddler and like the Tommy Lee Jones, like Two-Face and like the new Robin. So like not the last one with like Schwarzenegger and stuff. Look at all these Kiss from a Rose Sailor Moon AMVs. There's a lot of them. There's oh. so many. Oh, and then there's an all the kisses between Usagi, Serenity, and Memru and Neon. Oh, yeah. There's the same people. Okay. Yes. Fair. Um, also, I recently told you, too, that um, Bring Me to Life from Evanescence is from the soundtrack to the Daredevil movie of Colin Farrell. Yes, I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> that is an alley movie. I'm so excited. <laughs> but regardless of that. Um, it's your turn. Yes. Um. You ask, are they going to be nicer to her now that she's a princess? And the answer is, eh. <laughs> um, My note was that she was called Serena because she's named Princess Serenity. So that's why she was called Serena. There's no but no. Um, here's episode 36. Usagi's confusion. Is Tuxedo Mask evil? Uh, there are um, hair demons in the preview, but uh, Usagi is having very teenage girl like bad dreams of like her moon princess like days of like the moon kingdom like ending and fires and like people dying and like being separated from uh Adibion. Um Luna has this line of the fucking like century where it's like it looks like her trauma was more serious than I thought and then she gets crushed like a cat because like her saggy turns over and she's like well, she Dr. says she's worried now. And I'm like, no shit, Luna. You should have been worried the whole time. Like, what are you doing this poor teenage girl? Yeah, Luna is very focused on the cause. and All not- the Moon Queen wanted was for Usagi to get to go live a normal, peaceful life as a normal teenager. And Luna is not letting that happen. Yes, it's a whole thing. She, like, didn't care about Usagi's well-being a ton when she thought Usagi had to hurt like help find the princess then once you know she's a princess she cares but like insofar as getting usagi up to snuff you know and just uh yeah i am anti the cats tbh our cat just like perks her ear like oh shit for real finally <laughs> i did it but no uh yeah th- that's a long-term conversation but um the world hair design contest winner has just gotten to town and is offering f- free new haircuts um and then the team has a like meeting um to basically say hey Usagi's really focused on tuxedo mask um and Ray understands and they basically are like hey let's like keep an eye out and like try to make her like stop thinking about it and then Usagi um is like daydreaming while listening to her locket of like tuxedo mask and like memories used to call me bunhead. Is my hairstyle weird? Okay, I wasn't ready. I thought from the vibes that it was supposed to be a silly Monster of the Week episode. I thought it was going to give me a minute to recover. I was not prepared for how absolutely devastated I was when she got like triggered by the memory of Mamoru calling her bunhead and considering changing her hair and it's like such a normal teenage girl broken up response to do your hair different but then just the fact that 
their relationship was founded on her hairstyle. It it hurt me a lot. It's okay. I let you have my Green Ranger figure. He is another boy who happens to hurts be hurts me a lot. Have you like we watched his whole like, evil arc? No, but you told me all about it, and it hurt my feelings. It's basically like Tuxedo Mask and him are very. Imagine if like you, the arc there is that like Usagi and Mamoru standards are falling for each other, and she's like, "Man, this new dude Tuxedo Mask is kicking our ass and like killed our like our like robots and stuff." That you find out that he's evil while he's yeah. Like, that's what hurt my feelings was when you told me that he killed the dinosaurs and their mentor, and like he like cared less about their that. Face. Yeah, more about the dinosaurs. But like so. <laughs> She finds out that he's evil, then goes to confront him as he's, like, working out. So he's like, um, what's that machine where, like, your arms are, like, up, but you're, like, pulling in? Like, he's, like, working on his, like, biceps, and then, like, she comes over and is like, I know you're the Green Ranger. And then, like, he says something like, oh, yeah, like, cute Kimberly, I'm gonna get you, or something, I don't know. Should have been doing a salamander, salmon ladder. Yes, a salamander, salmon ladder. He would be now, I think. He would be now. But regardless, um, I bet Tuxedo Mask can do a salmon ladder. I'm sure he would. But then Minako comes in and brushes her hair in a non-gay way. Yes, in a non-gay way in which her their hair gets tangled together while she brushes it. Yeah, that's like a like Victorian way of saying that they definitely had sex. It's like a waltz, right? I'm pretty sure. But like they both put their hair down and like she's like brushing out her hair and she's like sad and she's like and like Minako's like telling her like oh look it's okay dad we'll get you like a new haircut like and this a- is like their first real one-on-one time like it's nice to see Minako defending her like she's still so new to the group and we usually only see her in her Sailor Venus role like we don't we haven't gotten a lot of Minako as herself yet in the anime it's so weird too because like they have to like fit her in and there's like a like certain amount of like rewriting of her character happening as we go to where it's like she's given new traits as they go on a little bit as well so it's just like oh she's like in these little slots where it's like everybody else got like an arc to enter them and she did not at all but yeah um so their ha- hair does get split up uh, as you mentioned um and yeah um <laughs> what do you think of her uh new hairstyle suggestions I think that she needs to stay a bunhead because Mamoru will be back someday. It would hurt his feelings. True. But mostly mine. Um, Kuzite is upset as Beryl tells him to hurry and Tuxedo Mask is in the evil bed. Um, and we find out that the plot is that there are these like cool scouters that can tell your hair's power level at the salon. And uh, Kuzite has his monster that's possessing the hairstylist of like DNA matching the hair of people that come in. So it's just like, Oh, we know you're in this zip code. So we're going to have a free hair thing. Cause I have some of your hair. And I just assumed it was going to be Minako's hair. Cause that made so much more sense. Not that their hair got mixed up while they were brushing each other's hair and doing hair. Which totally is totally a normal <laughs> straight thing. Like that's like, we have like this like conversation of like it's fine. It's weird how sometimes the thing that is like 
gayer than having sex is what people pick for like their representation of like oh they're not gay their hair just got tangled up from doing each other's <laughs> hair like what the fuck this is like more intimate um but no but a a mm-hmm. why are these people still going to free shit in the juban district look why don't they learn their lessons and not even just usagi who should know better all of the sailor guardians should know better but like random people should know better too or are they just like yeah well like it's a risk we have to take we know <laughs> that the monsters could attack us while we're there getting our free shit but on the other hand we could get our free shit and get away before the monsters show up recently in america this the cdc guideline for how long <laughs> you have to quarantine and not be at work decreased by half with no science to back it up just because of the economy that's literally what that there's no you're like not, you're not wrong i'm just saying like this is what this is i'm sure that in this world they're like hey i support small businesses i support entrepreneurs maybe like one in nine people do get killed by like needing to feed the minotaur it's okay you know like that's how capitalism <laughs> works so sometimes is. there has to be a little bit of like Oh, I'm so upset. Lube on the wheels by some teen girls dying from exercise or whatever. Or like bad pets. <laughs> but that is how capitalism works. Sometimes there are sacrifices for freedom. So that was my A. My B is that... Joking, of course. Are you? I mean, I'm not... I don't believe this. I'm saying that that it's is... It's not a joke, but it's not our personal belief. Yes. It's the way it is. Um, B... Submissive or subordinate. Okay, that was accurate. I'm not saying it wasn't. I was right. I don't know if it made it into the pod last time, but last time with the live actions, I said that I thought that Minako, or at least Sailor Venus, is supposed to be like the Kira Knightley to Usagi's Natalie Portman. Yeah, I forget her name, but yeah. And I mean, it doesn't really matter because she's also, like, Natalie Portman is also the Kira Knightley to her own Natalie Portman since Padme is Amidala. But You're regardless. thinking of the term, like, uh, in Japanese, like, film, it's the, like, Kage, like, Musha, which is, like, a, like, shadow ruler where it's, like, oh, there's a fake ruler. I didn't know there was a real word for it. Um, yeah, there's a, like, I think it's a Kurosawa movie, like, where the, like, Emperor dies while his like double is like playing with his like grandkid. And then like there's like okay, we're not ready for the new emperor yet. So you're gonna be the emperor for like the next like two years. So like whatever is happening with Liz right now, Liz, Queen Elizabeth. Oh yeah, that's probably totally dead right now because she's retired for the winter. <laughs> we'll be entering a new phase winter. in the spring. What the fuck does that mean? That's what they said. She comes out. She's fucking. Not Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, so yes, this was, I feel like this whole hair thing validated my theory that Sailor Venus is the stand-in for Sailor Moon. Or decoy or whatever you want to say. I thought you were saying that the show is gay. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, so, I don't think that needed evidence. So Monaco gets mistaken for the boot process. Um, and then they like hairspray everybody to like sleep. Like, Usagi was getting shampooed as this monster is like 
yes, I have Sailor Moon finally in my grasp. It was like doing a bad job shampooing like Usagi and then like going to like knock out Badako. And so like what happens is Usagi like gets to the floor like a fire drill and like transforms to like fight the monster who like all of the like salon girls like fuse in like a barber pole into this new monster. Um, and fucking, I really do have to say, what a dumb plan from Kunzai. This whole plan is the dumbest plan any of the cases ever had. I have some of her hair, so I'm gonna open a salon and match the hair. And compared to like his next two plans, like this doesn't even make sense. And like he knows that like a lot of these girls be mixing up their hair when they're non fucking and non kissing. I don't know, maybe his and um, so I said hair never got <laughs> tangled together. There's no way they didn't brush each other's hair. But they didn't like put it together like they're fucking like two cats making a heart on like a fucking like wall of a cafe. I don't or know, that could be on the back of the tucked behind the photo. I think Kunzite got a lot of Zoysite's hair on his chest, but none on his hair. <laughs> but regardless, um, so. <laughs> This monster is so fucking funny. I love this design. It's so stupid. Like, we got some top tier dumb designs this episode arc. Uh, like, bunch. But, um, the monster is very confused. Like, I thought I had it. I just got your hair. That was. And, like, the fact that they went with their hair got mixed up and not just he got some of Monaco's hair. Right, that was what I figured at first was I figured that he had a strand of Monaco's hair and not Usagi's somehow. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. That Usagi's hair was tangled up in Monaco's hair. And it only scanned one strand of her hair in the, like, weird, like, hair steamer. I guess so. So, Science. Yeah, science. Um, The monster calls her a slug that she's gonna salt, and then Usagi's like, slug dissolving salt, oh no! Um, and, like, Monaco, like, passes out while trying to help. Um, And then, um, Tuxedo Mask shows up, by knocking um, the moonstick from Usagi's hand to save the monster. And then um, he threatens to spank her or something um, as a commander of the Dark Kingdom. Cause I know he's always had a cane, like a hmm. magician-y cane, but it's so much more prominent as evil tuxedo mask. It, it like, does not help that like this episode has a lot of like panty and like little butt shots. Like, you know, it's just like, okay, like, there's a lot of, like, butt, and then, like, the cane shows up. It's like, okay, let's go out here. Um, and then the monster has, like, a chainsaw, like, trimmer going on. And then, uh, the other, um, other scouts, uh, then show up to help. Um, and she refreshes the monster, who says, shampoo, rinse, refresh. Um, and then Tuxedo Math has some choice quotes. You wrote them down a little bit more intensely than I did, if you want to them yes so <laughs> yeah first he says roses may have thorns and you should know even red roses turn black when they wilt okay which comes up later hurting <coughs> mm-hmm. young women has never been my style but to get the crystal and prepare to do what's needed okay your death at my hands has been postponed okay so far so and good. then he tells them before he leaves because Ray tries to stand up for Usagi and tries to get him to remember them. 
says a woman's friendship is quite fragile. Even a slight breeze can make it fall apart like a flower in the wind. Be careful of that. Which like calls back to the end of the end of the Jade episode mm-hmm. when he tells them cherish the bond that exists between the three of you. So like he's still so much tuxedo mask. So much tuxedo mask. He's just is so it what much you call tuxedo, evil tuxedo mask, mask still. So then he pieces out. Yeah. He looks so much younger in that one shot as Endymion in the Dark Kingdom, though. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, he's just, like, slightly more disheveled. And it makes him look even younger and hurts me. And Usagi's summary of all of this is, now it's up to me to turn him back to normal with my overwhelming power of love. Which is good. I love her. Yeah. She's I love her so much. Genre savvy. Um, so he gets called back by Metallia, who's like the boss boss, who says she could not let him die, which leads credence to her. Oh, Metallia was like the one who like was betrothed to him when he fell in love with like Serenity. That, that's like 90% what happened. Oh, yeah, right? 100%. Yeah, okay. Um, is this where Luna calls into like the base and no that's the beginning of the next one okay okay and um i do love how much usagi just like guesses what the plot is oh they must be turning up evil but yeah uh that's the episode it was a good episode (laughs) for what i thought was just gonna be a dumb monster of the week episode about the haircuts it packed a punch this episode is this show is all about making teen girls have reactions. Hurting my feelings. Yes. I'm not a teen girl. Okay. But hurting your feelings. It's meant to be like a weekly dose of, oh no, squee. Uh, <laughs> I don't need a weekly dose of squee. But then we get the next episode, which is like a top tier episode. <laughs> episode 37 let's become a princess usagi's bizarre training this play out is so good like even the girls say like oh wow that's a really good plan which just makes it so much worse that his hairdresser plan was such a fail he was upset over his voice he was grieving what if it ended up being his voice hair he didn't realize because it's also <laughs> blonde yes i got this hair from like sailor moon it's like oh shit this is from the evil sailor moon <laughs> like cross-dressing episode Kunzite's new plan is that he's going to host a princess seminar at the Rose Mansion. Mm-hmm. He knows that Sailor Moon is super clumsy, but very good with her moon wand. Her moon tiara. And her moon tiara, yep. Yeah. So, whatever girl can't graduate princess training, but is great at frisbee, must be Sailor Moon. So Usagi, of course, finds out from Naru about the princess training and daydreams about going to princess training so that she can one day dance with Tuxedo Mask at the ball. Gets in trouble with Miss Haruna, who's back, which was nice because we haven't seen her for a minute. Yeah, no, we haven't seen her for a while. Um, how dare you? How dare you address a princess in that way? Address, not undress. Address. I said address. I'm pretty sure you said undress. Look. Play it back. I will play it back in slow motion. <laughs> How dare you address undress? <laughs> anyway, um, all the rest of the girls find out that Usagi's going, 
And Artemis is kind of like, well, that's good. She needs to learn how to be a princess, but I don't know about this. And they all decide they're going to go too, which he's not happy about. And is like, we don't need five, five princesses. princesses. And I, I am not a fan of, I thought I was going to like Artemis. I'm not a fan of Artemis. I'm not a fan of Luna still. It's very upsetting because they're so cute and the merch is great, but I just, they make me upset. Um, so Usagi goes to princess training with the butler that has handsome Squidward lips. Okay. Yeah. He does. That happens when you're a butler. Um, the lady who's running it is from like some noble lady from England. My favorite trope from anime is like, oh yeah, this like cool lady showed up. She's from England. It's like, oh. That happens a lot in like anime, and like I love how she's like, "Oh yeah, it's Madame Rose or whatever, Lady Rose." So when she's conferring with Kunzai about the plan, and they're like standing at the window of the manor, and she's all like Victorian lady looking like, and he's like standing towering behind her, mm-hmm. and she asks, she confirms the plan, and then asks if it's really going to work because shouldn't Sailor Moon not be stupid enough to fall for this plan. And he says, Sailor Moon's that kind of girl, my dear. Yeah. It's good. It's great. I'm still a fan of Kunzai. Um, she also, part of princess training, she reads the girls a poem. Mm-hmm. As I sink deeply into the darkness, my beloved sent me a golden arrow. I confess I am perplexed by the sweet poison covering the arrowhead. I realize as I sit here, that I am a prisoner of love. So it's it's great. What were you going to say? I was like, I'm surprised you have that whole thing, but I'm not, I guess. Um, I do love how Usagi gets into princess training by like hiding in a tree and then being told to throw a frisbee. And, and then she tries to say, my cat gave me my invitation because she puts up Luna. And then... Because she's good at frisbee, she gets in. And, like, she, like, throws a frisbee into the house, undoes, like, all the hair braids on, like, the, like... The hair ribbons, yep. And then, like, it comes back. Okay. Also, um, there's a scene where Luna is, like, calling into home base. And, and like, fucking Artemis left his camera on Zoom. And it's revealed to be him with, like, cans of cat food next to him, just, like, hanging out with a headset on. Who's been in charge of her the whole time. And, like, went his bedroom. I didn't know she didn't know it was Artemis. <laughs> yeah. So now she's not happy about that. God damn it. But, yeah, so all the girls show up at princess training. And Ami and Mako pass. <laughs> but Minako, Rei, and Usagi all suck at dancing and flunk. And I thought... The selection of who passed princess training and who didn't pass princess training was very interesting. Well, Ami is very proper, proper. and Monaco is very horny. Well, I figured Mako, I didn't, I don't know. It surprised me that Mako could dance properly. Like, she's such a tomboy. Yeah, so she definitely practiced dancing <laughs> on her own because she has no friends. That's true, I guess. And then Monaco looks like she should pass, but she does not. Right in surprise. They're trying to add character traits to Madako wildly in these episodes. And like, this is one that I'm not sure if it's ever going to come back up if she's bad at dancing. So all of the girls that pass princess training get turned into statues. Oh, one thing. Um, I love how there's a point where um, 
Usagi is talking to Madame Rose and like saying, I can be princess as long as I don't need to like do cooking or embroidery or whatever. And or Madame Rose just says, Yeah, um, it's wonderful to be so unskilled. <laughs> yes. And like they animate daggers in like Usagi's back. And like this happens every episode. And man, everybody's it's, mean to her. It's rough to be a woman. Huh. Yeah. So all the girls that pass get turned into statues. And the lady knows that Rei, Usagi, or Monaco must be the moon princess. So she chases them out of the house. And then outside is Kunzite and Tuxedo Mask. Tuxedo Mask offers to spare Sailor Moon's life. She hands over the crystal <laughs> and tells Kunzite to bug off. Yeah. And the monster kind of like glitches out for a second because she's too proper and doesn't know whose order she's supposed to obey because Kunzai and Endemian are telling her different things, which is enough of a distraction for Usagi and the girls to fight and win. And like the monster was winning beforehand pretty handily, like their attacks weren't working. And also this monster, I labeled it the Oyster Cum Clip Medusa Lactation Monster. I, I did see that, that you said that. I didn't see that, but I did see that you wrote that well she's oyster themed and medusa themed and the monster and a monster just the cum clit lactation wasn't there for you no it wasn't it wasn't there for me um also she like they almost like do get killed but like the cat like attack her eyes too tuxedo mask isn't gonna let her get killed and then um what sailor moon says is you can't fuck sailor moon without consequence <laughs> So the girls fight and win, and everything's cool. And Usagi says she's going to learn how to be a princess on her own terms. As she runs with toast in her mouth. So it seems like she learned a lesson. And the girls all admitted that this was a really great plan of Kunzite's that would have worked. <laughs> and then they fall for basically the exact same plan, only in the snow in the next episode. <laughs> Well, this is the arc we're in. We're in the, oh, local small business has a mood princess contest. I should go arc. <laughs> Definitely not a trap, even though the last one was a trap. This one can't be a trap. At least in like the first arc, they were like, local small businesses are demons. Like, that's fine. You're like, oh, it's a cool pet. Oh, no, it's a demon. Oh, no. Like, that's at least more sense than, hey, this local mountain's having a moon princess contest. But yeah, um... My first note was uh, episode 38, the snow, the mountains, friendship, and monsters. But uh, my first note was another princess contest. What is this, Mystic Falls? <laughs> Fair enough. And then um, I guess at least these are monster plots, not just like Daughters of the American Revolution <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, so they pretended like it's training to get the cats not to come and be like, yeah, we'll go. And um, I love that was Monaco's idea to lie to them. Monaco's been dealing with Artemis for a long time. I love time. her. Right, which means I thought I thought she was gonna be more like Kendra. Okay. And like obey the watchers. So I'm into her being like, yeah, let's lie to the cats and go skiing. You're always saying this. Say, yep. Um, and then like Eurytro shows back up and is like, oh, you can. What I wrote was, hey, guys, you can stay at my parents' house in exchange for Ray being my new love interest. It's basically like what the plot is saying. It's no. fine. Ray needs a new love interest. But so 
he like lets them go to his house, but he has to come. That's fair. Kind of makes sense. But so it's like this like 18 year old dude and like five, 14, 15 year olds. And like they're at this big mansion next to the mountain. And he's like, yeah, I'm super rich. And uh, my parents are at the Swiss chalet, actually. So they're not here right now. But you can all stay here. And it's like a little moment of like, oh, I'm doing this because it's training and I need to train. It's such an anime thing to have this like dumb, drunk dude that works at like a shrine secretly be like super rich. But yeah, um, Ray also wants to be a like princess, though. And um, Kunzite knows they will fall for it and um, is real dramatic when confronted by like Endymion, including grabbing the Zoisite picture. For you, Zoisite. He wants to kill them all for his memory. It's sweet. And then when they get to the mountain, um, they're all in their like ski uniforms, and our cat's freaking out right now. But um, so <laughs> either Ami or Monaco says, hopefully the cats are like curled up somewhere like warm, and like I guess like they left like a heated blanket on or something at like Usagi's bedroom, and the two cats are there like. Artemis fell asleep, but like Luna's like, oh, he's so cute when he's asleep. And they're both just asleep on this pad. <laughs> and that's all we see of them this time. They're like, oh, they're so good. I training. did not miss them. And Usagi is the line of the episode because um, when when Yuichiro uh, like, says he wants to train to be like a better person, she says, um, become a better person, my butt. He just wants to smell your hair, Ray. <laughs> If she's not wrong. <laughs> and they all go skiing. Um, and Ray and Kyotro are good skiers. And like Minako, Mako, and like Ami are like, let's hang out on the bunny slope. And Musaki's like, yeah, I like bunnies. But then she has to go to the top for the princess contest and do this nighttime race down a mountain, <laughs> which is good. Uh, she's also like very scared of heights. Um, here we see like students that like appear behind the like ski instructor and like tell her, yes, make sure it all goes to plan. Kunzite picks the prettiest girls to turn into monsters and they're all super devoted to him. And he only has eyes for his dead boyfriend. Honestly, that's why the ship didn't work in the original because it's like, oh, he's just this fucking fuck boy versus in this version, he's very devoted to his very dead boyfriend. But like, like, cause I could have like gotten behind like, Without Zoisite, I could have gotten behind Kunzite and the ski instructor. I could have gotten behind Kunzite and the lady at the manor, for sure, for sure. But he only has eyes for his dead boyfriend. And it feels different the way that they're devoted to him. Like, it feels more like they're devoted to him and not like, like, Jadeite's monsters were, like, creepy. No, yeah, like. Besides that one on the cruise ship who, like, genuinely wanted to fuck him and he wanted nothing to do with. I think these monsters just want to fuck. It's yeah. fun. And I'll get to it as I get how horny this monster is. But um so then um the race starts and Yuichiro pushes Usagi down the mountain. It was helping. And then um the hot ski instructor knocks out everybody but Ray and Usagi and starts an avalanche. But then the instructor becomes a monster who's like a snowman. With like round carrot nipple boobs or whatever. Like I said she has so Olaf boobs. What? Olaf boobs. She does. And it's just like very weird. Because like 
they could have made her like icy and like oh her hair goes back into icicles is very like whoosh like aerodynamic but now she just like is super rounded and stuff um and then um so <laughs> like the ice gets moved so there's like a narrow track they have to be on and then like there's like a big ball of snow going down it so Yuritro is on top of this like gap and comes into it and says you shall not pass to the like ball and just gets owned <laughs> um and then the girls become like trapped in the one section of ice that like doesn't smash together and then um as Ray's trying to leave, Usagi gets sad about the tuxedo mask, like locket star thing. And the girls talk about him and their feeling. Uh, and yeah, so Ray is fine not being his soulmate, is what she says. And I was definitely just be a thruple or at least like a hinge situation. She says that she's fine with not being Mamoru's soulmate. And then she tells Usagi, if you don't have a life full of happiness with Mamoru, then count on this. I'll punish you. Now, what kind of punishment does she mean? Yes. Okay. Man, Auntie Ray's here a lot. <laughs> um, and then um, I think Usagi says, let's use your fire soul and like melt this shit. And, and Ray yells at her for always being so bad at coming up with plans. Yeah, like, why do you think of this sooner? But then like, Yuritro like shows up so they can't transform, but then the monster shows up and is like, You must be Sailor Moon Ray, because you're very athletic and elegant and pretty. And then like Shaggy's like, oh no, not again. Um But she also tells her you're even cooler than the snow is, Ray. Yeah. Um, and then uh he gets frozen and the girls uh transform. No, Ray says, how dare you freeze my Yurichiro into a statue? I know. Um, and then when they transform, Kusagi says, not good for girls to get tubbies cold or get cold tubbies, not tubbies cold. And then um, Tuxedo Mask shows up and both girls go, oh my god, Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> and then he says, I'll handle these girls, stand aside and watch. And then they reach out to him and his rose flashes red. Mm -hmm. And then like, the monster tries to attack them and he throws that rose. Um, and then um, there's a new jingle when Usagi does her refresh, I think, that she got the like silver crystal, but um, the instructor gets a bird back to human. Um, and then Ray asks him if he's really forgotten who he is because he used to protect Sailor Moon because he loved her so much. I'm begging you to try to think back to that time. And he tells them that his time is too <laughs> my time is too valuable to defeat you fools right now. So farewell, ladies. We will meet again. Yeah. And the red rose that he threw that got stuck in the ice, the petals fall off and it fades back to a black rose. Then we cut to them all hanging out by like a like light with a fire started. And they kind of like say Hey, Yuritro, like you were like really cool back there or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay. And then uh, the other girls show up, and I guess like malpropisms is like a big Monaco thing now. Like the, she just like straight up like a like whole little like dogberry like Jones over here. In the words of Molly, the human suplex machine. <laughs> <laughs> and Usagi tells them that her and Ray had a chat that strengthened our friendship, right? And Ray says, Me, a friend of yours when pigs fly. 
Stop being so mean, Ray. Stop being so mean, Ray. They love each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do, but uh, next time is the ice skating episode, which if they go from a princess skiing contest <laughs> to a princess ice skating contest, they're fucking stupid. <laughs> like, no they offense. They are. They are stupid, but extra stupid. Uh, and now we're in the live action, though. Um, and it's your turn. Okay, so again, we're starting off with where we left off last episode, where Usagi is getting turned into a monster from Kunzite's magic hair collar that gets absorbed into her neck. Yeah. Um, but she seems to snap out of it for Tuxedo Mask, so they're like, oh, okay, maybe everything's going to be fine. This is not a problem. Um, Kunzite goes to Queen Beryl and promises to kill the Guardians. Immediately oversteps. Pulls a sword on Nephrite first. <laughs> and then literally oversteps and steps up onto Beryl's pedestal and tells her that she should go get some rest. <laughs> it was uh, a lot. It was a whole lot. Um, yeah. The girls party for the new year. It's a Even party. Luna and Ray. Usagi pulls Ami up onto stage to sing karaoke with her, and Ami has like really cute little sleepover braids. Um, Luna sings with Mako. That was very cute. It was so cute, but Usagi ruined it because she's trying to bully Ray into singing karaoke while that was happening. Usagi knocks down Ami and Ray's Jenga game. They all dress up as Monaco's ponies. Usagi tells them that she loves them, and it's such a cute, fun moment. And then the feedback on the mic knocks her out. And they see the hair collar getting sucked back into her neck. Mm-hmm. So they say that they thought the Guardians had fought it off, but I guess not. And if it doesn't fight it off, then Usagi's going to get turned into a monster. And like a little Dark Kingdom symbol bruise shows up on her chest. Well, like it looks like a like, I don't know the right word, but if you're thinking of like it, a like Southwestern, like American, like Native American, like blanket or like texture of like a fox or coyote like it's like a triangle and there's like whiskers like a bruised or like neck though it's weird mako and ray go after kunze um mako goes to the concert hall to see if he's still there ray goes to the shrine to try to like pray for him i guess for like a vision of like where he is yeah um and they tell ami to look after usagi mamaru comes to visit matoki and is worried about usagi because he obviously saw Sailor Moon struggling and getting turned into a monster. So when Ami is awkwardly trying to drag Usagi out to take her home, he picks her up and carries her on his back back to Ami's bedroom and then awkwardly leaves as Ami fusses over her. Mm -hmm. Um, Ami attaches a pulsometer. That's not what they're called. We live in a pandemic. I should know what they're called. Yeah, uh, it's fine. She attaches a pulsometer to her laptop and then to Usagi's <laughs> finger. And Usagi's fingers, are her nails are turning into claws. And, like, she's getting colder right now, And too. she's getting colder. And so Ami calls Usagi's mom to tell her that Usagi's going to spend the night. And she had to call because Usagi lost her voice singing karaoke. The same time, Naru also calls <laughs> Usagi's mom looking for Usagi. And so, I guess she tells Naru where Usagi is because Naru shows up outside Ami's house and Ami sees her on her ring doorbell but it wasn't a ring doorbell back then so it was, it was like an old like school like it looked technology. like a horror movie um and she's looking for a CD, a CD that she let Usagi borrow that she needs back so Ami goes into the house and brings it back out to her 
And when Naru tries to come in and, like, is yelling for Usagi, Ami, like, literally shoves her and pushes her away and tells her she doesn't care if she thinks she's being mean or she's lying, but that she needs to leave. So now we got Naru and Ami friendship grr established. Because Ami's also, like, super sweaty because there's, like, a bunch of, like, space heaters, like, going on and stuff. But she's, like, trying to help. And, like, it does help a little bit. Like, Usagi's temperature goes up, like, 10 degrees in, like, Celsius. So it's, like, not sure what the... Exactly. But, like, it's, like, also, like, oh, her, like, claws to her back of the nails. But that doesn't last too long. Mamoru is outside lurking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kunzai goes to finish the job because Usagi's fighting him off. Ami has a dream that Usagi wakes up and turns into a werewolf. Um, but when she really wakes up, she sees like Usagi's spirit breath starting to leave her body. And Kunzite shows up and kidnaps her. Ami turns into Mercury. And as she runs down the street, she like jubble, jump, ugh, double jumps off of the buildings at the speed of light, which you said is a common writer thing. Yeah, like a lot of like these like tokusatsu like heroes are like fighting in quarries, but they could technically like jump really high or like run really fast. She's like jumping over buildings at like the speed of light. I've never seen her do that before. They could probably, they probably like technically have like super strength and like super jumping and like super speed. They just like are like, Do acrobatics instead. Yeah. Um, Kunzai has Isagi in a princess dress on top of a coffin and switches his coat around when Ami shows up. Um, he uses his sword to absorb or deflect her powers. Mars and Jupiter show up, but he does it to them too. So all hope seems to be lost. Though Ami does like call upon like the like power of the water and make like a water like, sword. She puts to, like, up a fight. Her. Yeah, she gets a little like messed up. Like it's not like bloody or bruised, but like her face is dirty, which is like the version of that. Not <laughs> like, there yet. Okay. Um. So Ami cries. And thinks about their and like has flashbacks of their friendship together throughout the show. And everybody's feelings are so loud and annoying that Usagi wakes up and yawns. And Kunzai's just like, What? Donnie. <laughs> and Ray tells her to transform. So she transforms into Sailor Moon. And then Tuxedo Mask shows up and fights Kunzai's sword with his cane. And Us- when Usagi attacks, Kunzai goes away. Um, and then Usagi goes over and cleans the dirt off of Ami's face as Tuxedo Mask Tuxedo Masks away. Yeah. Um I said that I think Naru's actually jealous of Ami's pink coat and white leg warmers because Ami's outfit was a whole vibe this episode. And then Usagi realizes she didn't do her winter break homework. Oddly enough, this is the less stressful of the two episodes. It was! It was. This was like actually somehow the least stressful of like all of the episodes. Yeah, because like of course, Shaggy's going to do like the anime, like I'm the airhead thing and wake up and be like, oh, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm fine. What happened? Why are you crying? Try the veal. Your face is dirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that leads to episode 15. I'll punish the thief. So um, it starts with Shaggy having mixed results, trying to convince people that Tuxedo Mask is OK. Um, and then also Monaco knows there's a monster stalking her, like, in her neighborhood. And then, like, a bunch of her stuff gets stolen. And then, like, we see, like, the reactions from, like, Osagi's family, where she gets her, like, omelet that has cheese on it. And we also see, like, the people in, like, school reacting. Um, And then, like, Nephrite and, like, Kunzai and, like, Beryl are talking. And, like, Nephrite 
calls Kunzite a failure, and then Kunzite's like, are you calling Queen Beryl a failure? Because she made me, and then Nefer's like, oh! <coughs> no! <coughs> um, and then, um, the girls decide to go to the auction because Naru's mom gets her tickets, and then, like, um, Naru wants to hang out with Usagi because Ami was keeping her away from her. Yeah. And then, um, is that the point, like, where they're at the lockers? Yeah. Yeah, then, like, Naru's like, oh, boy. Like, no, we can't go. Like, Miku and Hook. Usagi. Uh, and then also, Matoki is trying to set his turtle up with other turtles. But like, hey, does, like, she look cute? And, like, showing these, like, turtles have, like, flowers and like braids and stuff. Yeah, so they they're like, we're gonna go to the auction tomorrow, but today let's go to karaoke. And it's like all of the non sailor scout friends that like Dougie has. And then like the random teens react when they see like Mamaru and they're like, Oh yeah, like he definitely like carried you home. And they're all like, Oh Usagi. Get it. <laughs> Get it, Usagi. Um and then um we see like the rest of the scouts in their special lounge with Luna on a computer as like a like cool plush like stuffy. Um Naru like goes to Batoki is like, hey, what happened with like the stuff? And like gets all of his details from Batoki and like sets them up on a date later. Um and then um the next day when Naru and like Usagi get to the auction, she's like, hey, here's his cell phone number and his blood type and his like sign. Go get him. Because he's, like, also there in, like, black leather pants, like, a brown leather coat, like, looking like a dude who's about to be a, a common rider. It's a vibe. Um, so, like, he's a common rider. Um, the show he's on, common rider, we just covered it over, like, three months. Nine different episodes of, like, cool art stuff. It's great. Check it out. But, um, in, like, the sixth or seventh episode, um, the main character of the show is this, like, 14-year-old boy who, like, meets the main common rider and like has like a like mentor relationship like with him. The second rider that's introduced is um this guy named like Kabuki who's like twenty two years old, like more of like an airhead type and like very pretty. Um and like he's introduced by the scene where he's like at a gas station on his motorcycle and the fourteen year old like main dude's mom is there like getting gas for her taxi and she's just like freaking out He's so fucking cute. Like he's wearing those leather pants. Like he's fucking. I love boys like this. If only that boy could over talk to me. And then like he's like, looks at her. And is like, oh hello. And then like that's how they're. Introduced. That's a good introduction. Because like, uh I hate that that show had like a change midway through. Because early on, fucking um, the mom in the show is just like so horny for all the all the cute boys. It's very funny. Um, but yeah. So um, then they're like set up on this date and like Huggy's not feeling it but then like a bunch of silk shirt Yakuza guys like bump into her and their case opens and like she's like trying to put it back for them and realizes these are earrings that Monaco had in a music video they must have stolen them and we're like we never actually see if they were stolen or not but regardless um she like tells Mamoru this and then tries to, to tell yeah, the police officer this who says, no, I don't care. Like, go home to your mom or whatever. Um, and then she decides to hunt them. Mamoru asks. Yes. Mamoru asks her what she's going to do. 
And she says, well, first I'm going to transform into Sailor Moon. And then they... (laughs) they just stare at each other. And look away. And he goes, the birds. The birds go And she goes, the grass. And fucking... There has never been a more Usagi moment in anything, I think, than her just, like, being, like, I don't want to be on a date with Mamoru. He's kind of nice and cute now. I still hate him. And then, like, <laughs> he asks her, like, what are you going to do to stop these Yakuza? And she's like, I'll turn to Sailor Moon. She's like, oh. And they just, like, don't address it. <laughs> it's fine, because he already knows she's Sailor Moon, but she doesn't actually know he's Tuxedo Mask yet. Like, she should have her suspicions, but she doesn't know the way he knows she's Sailor Moon. (laughs) (laughs) This whole scene is so... It was my favorite scene of all time. Oh, my God. Just, uh, that should be part of your prompts, honestly. (laughs) But, um, that's actually the last thing today. But, no, um, so they go down to the parking garage because Memory is like, hey, they look like they, like, maybe you're in a car. Let's find them. And then they like see them get into their car. So Mamoru walks up and like taps their window. And they're like, hey, kid, what's up? And he throws a smoke bomb in there. They just has. So then Usagi breaks into their car, gets the case, and they're running after her. She falls. He. So then um, Mamoru pulls up in his bike, the Shadow Slasher. Before that, when they were just spying, she, he like pulled on her shoulder to get her to like co- duck and cover and says if you get distracted we'll get caught and then from there on like every time they touched you just get a huge heart thump sound in the background every <laughs> time they touch yeah it's like when they like the folio- have the imperial march in the clone wars like the foley work and the sound effects on this one were like a plus and I'm ignoring you because I cannot have Darth Vader feels like now we do not have time for that okay um, and oh no I'm just thinking about that episode where he, Annie was interrogating him and you get the sound for the I first I really thought I got away with it oh no you did not you never get away with this but no so every time we touch I get this feeling and it is Usagi's heartbeat whenever he grabs her shoulder um but yeah so um just a little bit of force I'm not gonna let you explain who is the little bit of force here but yes um they drive away to the oh. pier and they get on the pier. Um, and then Memory says, it's been a while since I had fun like that. Uh, He's literally tuxedo mask. He runs around doing shit like this all the time. But yeah. Um, but then the policeman shows up at Izayoma and he slices Memory on the arm and then he falls off the railing. Perfect physics. Nothing weird about it. They're on a bridge. along a guardrail they are on the inside of a bridge because that is where you stand they are on the insides of the guardrail so like it's like a two-tiered like like an overpass it's an overpass yeah there's the overpass with the road there's the part they're on that looks like a pier then there's like a 10 foot down part that's like actually by the water that's like concrete and so they're standing on the interior of the guardrail yeah, the monster. It, in the previews, it looked like he slashed Tuxedo Mask, and Tuxedo Mask was gonna die. He like scratched his arm, and then somehow <laughs> Tuxedo Mask phased from the 
inside of the guardrail to the outside of the guardrail so that he could fall backwards onto the ground. There was no falling backwards over the guardrail. He was just suddenly on the other side of the guardrail. And falling. Yes, he didn't like skin the cat or go over. He just was like falling. And he falls like 10 feet. He's fine. Yeah. He's going to have a whole collection of Usagi's handkerchiefs by the end of the show. And so I think that uh, this is just a case of it happened so fast. Like that one time uh, where Matt Cardona showed up at AEW and he was wearing a shirt that two seconds later he wasn't. It's just like the kind of thing. It just happens. Yeah, like, how many people are too fast and the camera like moves and you're like, oh, what happened? They're getting married this weekend. Oh, they are? Yeah. That's fun. Uh, that is Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. Matt Cardona had a fucking 2021, by the way. That dude became like a major, like independent, like wrestling character. I love him. Yeah. Um, and then um, she fights the monster, and then like he gets the jewels, sees there's no silver crystal, and then it's revealed that this was all a plot to get Monaco and Artemis away from the Dark Kingdom by like having them be like distracted, and then we get like. Her going back to like help him put like a handkerchief on the like mark. And then like the is this when their song plays again as they like ride on the motorcycle to the police or yes. Did play earlier. Okay. And yeah, they're just like holding him on the back of the bike, like arms around him, like thumps up, and they go to the police with the like jewels. Um but there's a cliffhanger because the rest of the girls were hanging out trying to find this place where people were cheering for Luda. And then a hole appears, and we're left on a cliffhanger, or perhaps a hole hanger, as Mako is about to be eaten by this, like, Sarlacc pit monster. So next time we have that and ice skating to look forward to. Yes. Uh, we have to figure out, what are we doing next time? Are we doing the same? Because there's a point where we want to do three episodes, or is that on your birthday? That's, yeah, that's after, that's the March episode, we're doing three episodes. Okay, so that means next time, we're looking at episodes... 39 through 40 of the Sailor anime and episode 16 and 17 of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. But first, we have a call to action. You have a call to action. I have a call to action. <laughs> Allie does not think this will happen, but we are looking for prompts for Sailor Moon fanfic. If you have a prompt for Allie to write for a Sailor Moon coffee shop au with sailor moon but they're all in a private school whatever whatever just sailor moon but this prompt we want to hear it it could be hey what if the cast of sailor moon was like um all in a play about the like moon kingdom before they got their memories back and like they were actually like normal peds you know whatever you want to do but any prompts will be read out next time and uh, they will be used to pressure Allie to write them. Not sure if it will happen, but if you involve the involve the shadow slasher, <laughs> the white motorcycle, uh, if you want. Um, and yeah, but my question for you, though, honey, was what was your favorite episode of this time? Oh, and what do you feel about like like these like this as a whole? Probably the princess trading episode. That one was fun. Okay. It was a good plan. That was like the best plan anybody's had yet. Was I'll punish the thief your favorite of the live action? Yes, because I love them getting to spend time together. That fucking scene of her saying, I'll 
alternative Sailor Moon is such a 14-year-old girl thing to it do. It was the most Usagi thing anybody has ever done. What was the second question? And what do you think of this, like, whole chunk of episodes? Like, as These, a, as this was my favorite chunk of episodes. Yeah, we're Hands getting in down, it. this was my favorite grouping. Like, I loved both live actions. I loved all of the anime ones. Usually there's, like, one anime one in the group that I'm, like, not super fond of or that, like, doesn't hit me the same way. These all hit so hard. That's fair. I'm a little bit ready for some fluffy episodes. I don't think that we're going to get those because we saw coming up, we have, like, the Valentine's Day episode. We also have, like, the whole, like, Dark Willow episodes because we saw, like, the, like, preview thumbnail for, like, one of the episodes of, like, uh, Pretty Guardian and it's just, like, an evil Ami. I'm so excited. Which, that'll be fun and not at all gay. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, but, yeah. Um, then, uh, of course, um, who were your three favorite characters? Usagi. And Kunzai and Endymion. Which versions? Anime? Yes. Shout outs, special shout outs to the pictures of the turtles and the live action. Pictures of you. Oh, hi. Um, I think I like to see more of Minako. Um, I think that Usagi and like Endymion, though, were fucking MVPs this time. It was just a lot of fun angst. Incredible. Turtle lots of eggs. Um, what was your favorite? Uh, normally we're just looking at, at Toku, I guess. But like, what was your favorite um thing of Toku or anime? Your favorite like turn of trope, turn of phrase, like your favorite costume, favorite monster design, favorite. Well, my favorite favorite, my favorite favorite was the rose. The rose, okay. That was my favorite favorite. My favorite outfits this time was. Minako's clothes in the anime are so good. Mm-hmm. Just all of her outfits, like, like everybody's outfits are always amazing and they just keep getting better. Minako's were like top tier. And then I loved Ami's outfit in the live action with her like little pink Jackie Oko and her white leg warmers over her white shoot ballet flats. It's very cute. I think um for Toku designs, there wasn't a ton of great stuff. I liked the whole monster just because it was so dumb. Um, for animation designs, I like the animation of Usagi being stabbed at the back. Um, for outfits, though, um, I gotta give it to the just leather pants in the middle of an auction. What are you doing, <laughs> my boy? Um, Love the, that boy. Yeah. In the anime, I like the ski outfits because they were such 90s anime ski outfits. And, like, I definitely didn't realize until I saw, like, the ski instructor, like, oh, yeah. Like, it's definitely, like, one of my, like, things. Like, oh, at some point, I do need to fuck a ski instructor. Is that what people actually wore in the 90s to go skiing? Like, IRL? I guess I was skiing in the 90s as, like, a little toddler boy. Right. Like, I don't know. I was just hanging out. Uh, Probably. Like, did Donna have those ski clothes? Maybe? I don't know. I was very young when I was on a mountain. Um... I can't ski currently, so that's one of those like things where I was just like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> this is hard to do. I can't balance on my feet. I don't think skis would help. What if you're actually way good at what skiing? What if I'm an amazing skier? Like, oh, like you're not balanced for land, but for snow. <laughs> you're immaculate. Like, what thing would you want to find out 
if you found out you were really good at something, what would it be? Would it be like skiing? Would it be ice skating? Ice skating would be good. Skateboarding. I still think that I could secretly be very, very good at skateboarding and doing tricks. Yeah. Yeah. A big like 900 fan. I'm going to do a Benihana. Hana. Benihana. Yeah. Okay. That's a good goal. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, baby, where can people find you when you're not talking about uh, these emotions? Taylor Boone. On Twitter at Ali Sorrow, talking about my emotions. <laughs> Probably not about, maybe about Sailor Moon. Maybe about wrestling. Maybe just quietly lurking there because I'm so bad at social media. Oh, me too. Um, but you could find uh, me on Twitter.com at James Ford. You can find the podcast at Comrade Comrade.com slash episodes for links out to different viruscom slash merch thanks to our merch our merch all goes to charity uh the default is the trevor project sometimes we find like smaller places uh when we have a good idea but that all goes to charity it's fun designs um we should get some more up there soon too um there is um also a podcast at comrade.com we love your questions your responses your fan fiction prompts just like if you want just like let us know like a tag that you want to be involved in the fanfiction. I Allie. do love my fanfic tags. Yeah, if you like just tag like, oh, um, it's not it's not a like past life memory if like your butt's red or whatever. That's like a good tag for her. Something like that. Like something that'll like get the juices flowing. <laughs> uh <laughs> and also please rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And also Fucking Spotify now lets you rate podcasts, and we would love some of those. Uh, probably not as important for the rankings as the uh, hell podcast, but you know, uh, we love to be rated five stars, and that helps us get more stuff. And also, a quick sidebar that I will re-put at the front. Actually, this is at the front of the podcast now. Hello, this is in both places. Time travel. Time travel. Thank you to everybody in 2021 for supporting the show all of the hosts i've had a ton of great guests on the show with like a ton of great listeners month after month we're growing year to year we're like double triple it's wild um it's great i feel like we've had like some more interesting conversations on some more material like our like deep dives into series are looking at stuff that we want to look at with like me and james baker after getting through comrade saber which was a bit of a slog i've had like a lot of fun like starting like sailor moon like it's a been just over like half a year now for this one and uh yeah just i really 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 uh am grateful for like all the uh support and like we um very recently had like our like one of if not our best week ever and we're like pretty high in some charts too so thank you all for the help there i'm so proud of you babe you've been killing it this year well thank you you too honestly like You've done a lot of like really good stuff this year. And there is a slam in the hallway, so our cat is upset. But regardless, what do I leave them with? I just discovered that I have little tiny bite marks on the corner of my computer. Wonder how that happened. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> oh, she's gonna kill you. <laughs> oh, she loves me. Oh, maybe not. But no. Um make a permanent a more permanent sign off. What was the quote today that really spoke to you from your, from your caps lock? 
Oh, um, be submissive, not subordinate. I was gonna say, once again, everyone, the birds, <laughs> the grass. Now that's a good way to sign off every episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>